Hello, hello. Welcome to the Second Act Entrepreneur Show. This week on the show, we are talking about how to stay out of the spam filter. Uh, If you are struggling with getting your emails in front of the right eyeballs, then you'll want to stay tuned to this episode because I'm going to give you some actionable tips that you can implement right now. And if you stay tuned till the end, there's actually a bonus uh, tip for you as well. So without further ado, let's make sure that those emails you are painstakingly creating are getting in front of the eyeballs that you most need them to get in front of by diving in and talking about how to avoid the spam filter. Hey there, I'm Elisa Connor, ex-corporate marketer turned entrepreneur. And along the way, I made all the mistakes just so you don't have to. Chances are you have a pretty full career. You've got experience, expertise, and probably a whole lot of education. The problem is people can't find you. This is why each week on the Second Act Entrepreneur Show, We feature expert education, marketing insights, and mindset shifts that are gonna help you create a profitable business so you can secure your legacy, ensuring that you thrive not only in your first career, but also your second act. Welcome. Email marketing is the best way to captivate and enthrall your audience, as well as build trust with them. Yet, I've heard from so many people, it's so hard to write emails. Well, I'm here to tell you there are some fun and exciting things on the horizon that are going to help you do just that. But to get you started, I've created a brand new guide that helps you create that first sequence. It's your your welcome sequence, which basically is a hi, great to meet you. So good to know you. Here's a few things that might help you out kind of sequence. Yet people struggle with writing. I get it. It can be like banging your head on the wall or staring at a blank screen and going, I have nothing to say. And that stinks. So I've made it easy for you. You can get access to this guide for free over at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide, all one word, and you can grab your copy today. So if you're struggling with writing that welcome series and you don't know what to say in those first few emails to build rapport and trust with your audience, you're, you're going to want to go grab this guide. It was created with you in mind to make it easy for you to get this done in less than an hour. So go grab the guide today at alisaconnor.com forward slash email guide. And I look forward to seeing you in my inbox. So if you are like one of the many people who is struggling with getting your emails in front of the eyeballs of your subscribers, it could be that they're getting stuck in the spam filter. And this came um, from a question I received over on social media, specifically LinkedIn, from someone who said, hey, I'd love to have some tips on how to keep my email out of the spam filter. And so I wanted to give you some things that you can do right away that won't take you a lot of time um, and some things to check. And so the first thing that typically happens if your emails are getting stuck in the spam filter and people aren't seeing them is that you haven't trained your subscribers to look for your emails and then whitelist your email address. So there's some big words there. Um, And I always try to break this down to make it simple. So whitelisting your email list with your subscribers means they have added you as a trusted contact in their email service provider. Now, in order for you to get people to do that, you have to have built a lot of trust and um, because it takes some action on their part. But you also have to remind them on multiple accounts um, to do this. And so any opportunity that you have to say, hey, if you didn't get my email, this might be why, here's where to look for it, and here is how you can whitelist my email address so you don't miss future emails, which means you have to have some sort of email reputation built up 
for them to want to do that and a reputation in general. So one of the best ways that you can do this is by um, reminding people on the thank you page after they sign up for your free opt-in or your free lead magnet um, that your emails sometimes end up in spam. Hopefully they don't, but if they do, you need to remind them where to look and then how to add your email address and which email address to add as a trusted contact so that they know when they get over there, if they don't see your email, then um, they need to add you as an email address because if they don't, they're not going to get their freebie. And so this is really important, especially if you um, have a double opt-in set up for your email address. And a lot of people do this instead of having a checkbox, their email service provider will send a email. In fact, most email service providers like a convert kit or an active campaign or a MailChimp will send your new subscriber an email immediately that says, hey, confirm your subscription to this email address. There's a reason for that. One, it meets the criteria of GDPR, So GDPR is a law that was passed several years back, specifically by the EU, to monitor email marketing and to ensure that everybody's on the up and up and that there's no spamming and there's no selling of email addresses and there's all these other things. And basically the law states, you have to track who has actually said, hey, I wanna hear from you on email marketing and you have to have a way to do that. The easiest way to do that is to send a confirmation email. And so many and most email service providers will do that automatically. The problem is, is that if people don't see your email um, confirmation email because it's in the spam or trash folder and they don't know to go look for it, they never confirm their email address and you can't email them ever again. And so the alternative to that is setting up a checkbox that says, hey, you agree to um, ongoing communication or marketing communications from, you know, Elisa Connor Consulting, whatever that might be, whatever your company is, and they have to check that box. Now there are some rules around that as well. And one of them is that you cannot pre-check the box because if you pre-check it, you're not giving them the right of refusal. And so if you have that checkbox, just make sure that you don't require them to check it and that you have not pre-checked the box. They actually have to check it and then confirm um, that they do want to hear from you. And so there's a lot of like tricky things around that, but you want to make sure you're on the up and up with that and meeting all of the ramifications set out, not in only in GDPR, but in the United States, it's the I Can Spam Act. And there are multiple states already that have um, uh, implemented their own anti-spam laws. And so I recommend you look that up for wherever it is you live to see if that's the case. And if not, it's just good email practice to do it anyway. No one wants to be added to your email list without their permission. In fact, um, I have been, (laughs) I don't know, I don't want to say... my email address has been compromised by social media on many, um, many accounts. And so there's nothing more annoying to me than being added to an email list that I didn't subscribe to. So just don't be that guy. And that not only hurts your email reputation in the long run, but it also just makes people feel not well about you. And so you just, you don't want to do that. So one of the places that you can actually go and, um, very easily give people a step-by-step plan to whitelist your email address is like I said, on your thank you page. And so that does require that you have a website or uh, at least a, 
if you're using a, um, I just totally drew a blank, but a lead pages type um, application, I believe they let you set up a thank you page as well. But I really like to have it on my own website because it gives you the ability to track analytics and see where they go from there. Um, so if at all possible, I highly recommend that you set it up on your own website and that you have a website. So that's a topic for another day. But on that thank you page, you can list certain things like where they can look for your email, what they should, you know, how they should take care of whitelisting you. So that could be as simple as dragging you from the promotions or the um, spam filter into your inbox, or it could be copying the email address from that email and adding that um, as a contact and showing them exactly how to do that. Yes, it takes a little bit of time. Yes, you probably could do that with a really quick video and get better results. Um, and yes, it's worth it in the long run because the more information you give people, the more likely they are going to um, subs- add you as, as, as a whitelist contact. And if they don't, you have no repercussion for them not getting your emails unless they choose to do it later. And so you'll want to make sure that you give them the information to do that. Because if they don't see your email, you could put it in your email as well, your um, initial email. But if they don't see the initial email, it doesn't do you much good. And then the other thing you can do is talk about it on social media. Say, hey, if you've signed up for an email list, you may get the email and... um, It may just end up in your spam or promotions filter. So make sure you check there because if you're not getting it, that could be where it is. Now, the other piece that goes along with this whitelisting is that um, you want to make sure that both your domain and your email address are secure. Now, there is a great site that you can use to go and check that out and um, And you can actually use this tool to check all kinds of things on your website. Like if you have um, the security requirements with HTTPS set up correctly. So the name of that tool is M as in Mary, X as in X-ray, toolbox.com. I will link it up in the show notes. But the best way to go and see if all of your email is on the up and up as far as the sending from and you've met all the requirements of Google and all of the other email service providers out there is to go and um, do the test. So when you get there, there's like a box at the, at the top and um, there's a whole drop down menu of different options. But the one you want to do is MX lookup. And what you'll do is just put your domain name in there. So that would be for me, that would be like alisaconnor.com. For you, that would be yourdomainname.com. And then you hit MX lookup. And what you'll see is at the bottom of the report is you'll either have three green um, check marks that say, hey, everything's on the up and up, or you'll have a red, which means you got to take care of that right away, or you'll have a yellow that's, um, yeah, you need to take care of it, but it's not priority. But that is going to tell you um, all kinds of things. Now, if you wanted to spend some time over here and see like if you're blacklisted anywhere or if your um, HTTPS is set up correctly and all of the like techie things, you could do that. But this would also, if you're not feeling very tech savvy, this would also give you the opportunity to say, hey, um, website person or hey, whoever sets up your email or whoever does your tech things for you. These are the things that are wrong. I need you to fix them. 
and then give them a deadline to do that because these are very instant fixes. Like if something is wrong and go and fix it, it will be, it's pretty instant. So if they say they've done it and then you run the report and then it's not coming up correctly, it's either not been done correctly or it hasn't been done at all. And so it gives you the opportunity to go back and say, hey, this still isn't fixed. And I know this is a quick fix and you need, I need you to get this done or um, you need to find someone else who can do it for you. So if that's a situation you're in, just let me know. You can send me a direct message. That's something I help people with all the time to make sure that those are all set up correctly. But this is a really, really powerful tool for you to see not only what's going on with your email um, information, but also your website information. So again, that's mxtoolbox.com. And I'll link that down in the show notes so you guys have that. But that's a great way for you to check all of the things that need to be done um, to ensure that uh, the domain and the email address and all of the places that you're trying to send email from are working on the up and up and doing what they need to do for you. So there's one other thing on the tech end to consider. And this is a brand new tool to me, but this is super powerful. I actually have no idea what the um, ongoing cost of this is, but they have a free trial and I signed up for it. But it's called emailable.com. And what this uh, tool does for you is it will, you can actually upload your entire email list just by doing a connection with your email service provider. So if you have a, um, if you have active campaign or you have, I have convert kit, it was super fast to go in and connect, um, that email service provider with them and it will upload your list. It takes a couple minutes, depending on how big your list is. And then it will actually analyze and rate all of the subscribers on your list. And you can go in and see um, if, you know, excuse me, the categories are, this email is highly deliverable and it gives you a percentage. If there are undeliverable emails in there, those will show up. Those are, those are emails that you wanna go in and delete right away because it means that nothing can get delivered to them. And the more opportunities that you try to deliver to them, it's gonna hurt your reputation. Um, if there's duplicates in there, you're gonna know there's duplicates. If there's an unknown email address, like it's made up, it's gonna show up there and you wanna also go and delete um, all of those. So undeliverable, duplicate, and unknown. Then the, the third category or the last category, so there's five total, deliverable, undeliverable, which you wanna get rid of, unknown, also get rid of, and duplicate, get rid of, because you only need one of each one. And then there is risky. Now risky is gonna take a little bit more time for you to dive into. And there are a couple of things in here and you can make your own decision um, based on how well you know the people and how much they've interact with your email to determine whether or not you wanna just get them off your list. But they are low quality, which means there's quality issues that make um, the email address a little bit risky to send to. And that could be that they are sending out spammy emails or they're sending, they're considered um, not secure based on all of the things that we just talked about. And, um, or, you know, they're sending out a bunch of emails and nobody's opening them or they are low deliverability, which means um, 
the email seems like it's on the up and up, but they can't, there's something amok there as well. So it could be that, again, they haven't met the security requirements needed, that they are sending a bunch of spammy emails, or they're currently under the spam watch <laughs> police or whatever that might be. But this is a great way for you to go and get kind of a recap of what's going on with your current list and also just get rid of the people that could really affect your um, email deliverability and your personal spam rating for your email list. So um, great tool. Again, it's called Emailable. And I will link that one in the show notes as well, just so you guys can go click on it and um, go set up a free account. So I'm not really sure I didn't do a whole lot of research into the cost or whatever, but this is all stuff that when I plugged it in and I tried it out, um, was free to me at the moment. So you don't have to put a credit card in or anything like that. So at least go and see, get a, get a starting point. And then as you move on with growing your list and all of that sort of stuff, um, there are other options that you can, I'm sure upgrade to, or I know there's a button here that says buy credits. And so, um, go and check that out and see which which items in there are going to be a good fit for you and your business and where you are with your with your email marketing. So we've talked a lot about tech and kind of the tech pieces of things and training our subscribers as well. But um, one of the things that I touched on a little bit is permission. And if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, or you are connected with me on social media, or you get my emails, you know that um, I 100% believe getting permission to send emails is the best way to grow and nurture and build your email list so that those people become customers. When people buy email lists, or they go and they scrub emails from social media, and they add people to the list, um, and then they just start emailing them, one, um, it's a violation of that person's personal and private space, and you don't want to do it. And two, the likelihood that you will be reported as spam or worse, um, exponentially increases. So in some way or another, whether that is you send a double opt-in email that they click on and confirm their subscription, or you in some way or another have a checkbox that they check to say, hey, yeah, it's okay if you email me in the future or have some sort of double opt-in option, that is the way to not only make sure that they know they're giving you permission to email, but also it gives you the um, tracking mechanism that you need to track everybody that's on your list so that you can go back and say, hey, yeah, all of these people have said, yeah, it's okay to be on my list. Getting permission and um, staying within the guidelines of that permission is really, really important in building trust. Because if you don't, people aren't going to trust you with bigger things like handing over their credit card. And so you really want to take that seriously and um, follow all of the rules and laws and um, things laid out for that govern email marketing, including the CAN Spam Act and GDPR and all of those different things. Now, one other thing that I wanted to mention um, that kind of goes back to the tech, but it's a very simple fix 
is that you want to make sure that your from email is a legitimate email. You don't want it to be like info at blah, blah, blah. You want it to be like from a person. So for example, if you're Lou at lou'sfinewines.com, that's a real person. But if it's just like, hello at lou'sfinewines.com, the likelihood that you're going to get reported for spam or that your emails are going to go to the spam filter and not be delivered is much, much higher. And so a lot of people don't want to put their real email address in there. But one, if you're trying to build a relationship with something, relationships happen between people. And so they're not going to trust you if you have some random email address in there and you're emailing them. And then also um, there's a name field besides the email field and you'll want to put a real name in there. Don't have it be um, jewelry sales. And, you know, cause that's, what's going to show up in the inbox. You want it to be like your real name, like Elisa Connor. So if you get an email for me, it's going to have my name. And so just setting those two things up under your settings of your email service provider are really, really important. And just making sure that they're not, um, you don't have random words after your name, you just have your name and, um, just making it really easy for people to say, yeah, I know that person or even the spam filters go, yeah, this is a real person. It's a real email is going to help you avoid a lot of hassle and problems um, down the road. And so just uh, make sure that you have a real email address and your real name or a real name. So if you have an organization, you want that person to be like Sally Smith at lose Well, then you want Sally to have her name coming into the inbox. So that's about it for the tech. Okay. And so um, when we're talking about email service providers, one of the things you really want to look at is, are you using somebody that's reputable and that has a really good reputation? Now, some of the smaller Um, And it's really easy to just go Google, you know, if you're interested in an email service provider, like say, um, ConvertKit is the one I use all the time. You can just go and Google ConvertKit email deliverability and see what's out there. Now, I happen to know that ConvertKit has a really high deliverability, as does ActiveCampaign, which is why I recommend those two for those and some other reasons. Um, But if you're considering moving to another platform, I was recently looking at another platform. And once I started really Googling their reputation around, you know, their email deliverability, they had some problems that they hadn't handled. And so it really sort of solidified my decision to not move to that platform. If you're using somebody like HubSpot, they're going to have their, you know, ducks in a row. Um, the major companies, uh, Keep, which used to be Infusionsoft, will have their ducks in a row. So just go out and investigate. And I, if you're not using one of those four, ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, Keep, or um, HubSpot, you probably want to go and research this a little bit more because that could be a very big reason why your emails are ending up in the spam folder. And then the final tip that I want to give you, and this is a lot of people um, really struggle with this, is that one of the first things that's going to trigger that spam filter in the inbox is a subject line. And so there are lots and lots of um, words that will automatically trigger this. And um, 
you want to try and avoid those. So think about the ones that you get in your email. A lot of times when there's a dollar amount or a sale or, um, you know, things like need cash, those are like all trigger words that will um, trigger the spam filter because so many other marketers have abused those terms that they are no longer acceptable. And so you want to avoid things like flash sale, get it now, buy now, or, you know, some of the other inappropriate ones that I'm sure you've gotten. Um, Just go look in your spam filter. It'll give you a really great idea of the, the, um, emails that are not getting through. (laughs) And so, um, you want to really address and rewrite your subject lines to make sure that you're not including some of those words that are considered spammy. And I actually have a free download that is um, different ways to ensure that you avoid the spam filter. So I can't remember the exact URL for that, but I will put it in the show notes. So if you wanna go and grab that free guide, it's one that I created a while ago and um, I'll make sure that it's updated before I put it up there. But it's, you know, I think it's eight or nine ways to avoid the spam filter. And some of the ones are the ways that we talked about today. And then there's a few extra in there. But um, one of the ways that, you know, to really ensure that you're getting into the inbox after you've met all the tech aspects is to write subject lines that are not, that don't contain spammy words. And sometimes people struggle with that. So Subject lines are a whole um, different ball game. They can be challenging. And one of the first things I tell my students in, that they don't love is that if you're going to write a, a headline, you need to write about 30 headlines because the first probably 10 that you write are going to be crap. And it's like that for everybody. It's like that for me. And so writing those headlines and really um, getting in the practice of writing headlines and then looking through the headlines and going, oh yeah, nope, can't use that. Nope, can't use that is really going to save you time and energy later. And it's going to help you in the long term preserve your email reputation, which is really what you want. So um, the last final kind of bonus tip is that this is kind of a no brainer, but a lot of people don't have this on their emails and it kind of shocks me um, every time that I see that it's not there, but you want to give people the opportunity and to unsubscribe and you don't want to make it difficult to find. People that are no longer interested in getting emails from you will not feel better if they have to hunt you down and, you know, get you to take them off your list. More often than not, this is people that have bought email lists or people that have illegitimately added you to their email list that will not make it easy to unsubscribe. But don't be afraid of unsubscribers because that just means those people are not a good fit for you and you're making space for people that are. And that is a great way to reframe the unsubscriber mentality is that there can be a lot of fear around that because you're like, oh, I just spent all this time and energy getting people on my list. Well, you may get them on your list, but if they're not a good fit, there's no point in having them on your list, getting your emails if they're never gonna buy. Because ultimately that's the goal of having an email list is yes, you wanna build relationships, you wanna nurture people, but ultimately if they're not purchasing from you 
at some point in the future, they are just taking up space and they're taking up your energy. So let the people go that don't want to be there and make it easy for them to say, see ya, this doesn't work for me anymore. So that's what I have for you today. There's a lot jam packed in here. I will make sure that I link all of the different tools that I talked about in this episode in the show notes. You can find those at elisaconnor.com forward slash 161. This is episode 161. And if you have other questions about staying out of the spam filter or even suggestions on things that um, have shown up in your world that have worked or haven't worked, let me know. Send me a direct message over on social media or leave a comment under this post um, and let me know your other questions. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week. Stay, uh, Stay safe, take care and be well. See you soon. Did you miss something during the podcast? Maybe forgot to take notes? No worries, we've taken all the notes for you. All the resources, links, and information in this episode you can find over at alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. That's A-L-I-S-A-C-O-N-N-E-R dot com forward slash podcast.